Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. We are definitely going quantum in this conversation, and this begins with our abundance. And we know when we truly follow our purpose, live our passion, we are met with support. My guest today assists people, healers, light workers all across the planet to create prosperity in their lives, and truly it becomes one of a magnetism. Let's meet Amanda Eloesh with Unlock Your Success Code. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to Quantum Conversations. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, Lauren. This is one of our favorite subjects, and we were just chatting, and you said you are getting extremely busy. Your business is growing fast, and Mm -hmm. this is a year where many are feeling this inner pulse to really get going, and Mm -hmm. this this has Uh to deal with people who are in, uh, let's say, corporate jobs or mainstream jobs, and following the call of the heart could be a little tap. And so really, it's time to make a bridge here in some way or another, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where you come in. And it's really a new paradigm. So let's start with you. We are talking about a purpose-driven life for prosperity. And you're Mm -hmm. particularly working with lightworkers and healers share with us your personal mission in following this call of your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mission is to create the world's largest heart-centered community of spiritually focused men, women, lightworkers, as you said, who want to create a purpose-driven life of prosperity. And so, Um, I want to really help. What really came through to me clearly this morning as I was meditating and tuning into our time together is that my mission is to really help birth people into their true soul's calling so that they can be on purpose and be the change that we need right now. 
so important and uh, we're all being pushed and pushed through tight birth canals to move us into deeper, more, more meaningful, more potent work because times are dark and the light needs to shine bright and, uh, and I'm here to help really tune people into what that is for them so that they can shift things. That is so bright on the mission. With the times that we see, I will forever be an optimist and join you as we say that solutions will be coming forth. And so I do honor you for being that way shower for those folks who are really ready for this. We can feel it pulsing all across the planet, actually. So it's always very interesting to understand how you did it as well. I'm certain you've got a personal journey that took you uh, from the corporate world, or, or what's your background in this? Yeah, well, I actually was never in the corporate world. I, I got my degree in art and psychology, and my first job out of my bachelor's degree was as a child welfare worker. I was a social worker and I did child abuse investigations. In the and, trenches. Yeah, in the trenches. It was like constantly dealing with crisis. And uh, and then I, went, I moved into family maintenance and family reunification, which was a little bit more healing, but I, I could just see that the way that the system was created came from a mind frame that was really limited and had woven into the structure of the system, you know, a way of doing things that was always going to fail, <laughs> you know, and I, and for a long time, I really thought, okay, I'm going to make my way through to administration, and I'm going to change the way that the system works, because it's broken. But what I found was that um, when I tried to do things, um, even when it showed to be positive results, like sharing caseloads. Like if I have, if I have free time, you know, and somebody that I'm working with has a child who's about to blow their placement, I can go and do that work for them, you know, so they can do, write their court report, you know, to, to share like a village kind of sense. And, uh, and it just, what I got was people, the people, uh, the powers that be were not interested in that. And so I was in the prayer of like, what, if I'm not here to change the system, then what, what am I here to do? And I got this tap on the shoulder. Like I, I don't often have it this clear, but I literally felt a tap on my shoulder and heard the words, you're free to do whatever you want to do you get to explore what your, what your purpose is. And, um, and it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a really amazing, uh, experience to take that leap because I, I didn't have anything set before me. I didn't have a plan. I just, I left my job. I got my master's degree in counseling psychology and um, basically I, I, I guess I did know what my work was, but I, I had never really, given myself permission to make money off of it. I'd always done it for myself and for my friends and my family. And um, then it was like, okay, how about you make a living doing what you love and what feels like the gift, you know? And so 
I went to my I went to California Institute for Integral Studies and got my master's degree in counseling psychology, expressive arts therapy, and got to have 800 hours with two different supervisors of clinical work, sharing what spirit had helped me to put together throughout my lifetime of being a channel for the sacred feminine um, and sharing it and got the thumbs up, you know, both of them, both of my supervisors said, wow, you're doing really amazing work and whatever it is you end up putting together, we know it's going to be good. And uh, they encouraged me to teach. And so I, uh, when I graduated um, with my master's degree, I did end up traveling the world with my partner who is an algae scientist and he we both taught. I taught about what I was doing with people to heal them, and he was sharing about um, his his um, science in uh, like algae and biofuels. So it was really amazing. And then I, we got back, and um, I, I broke up, <laughs> and I had to figure out, okay, what you know, what am I gonna I was helping him with his business and, uh, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, now I got to put my business together. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult. I really, what I hit was my core wounds again, you know, that I cleared many times, which were, I'm not, I don't deserve this. You know, I don't deserve to, I don't deserve to love what I do and wake up every day joyful that I get to do what I do and make plenty of money. You know, it was like, there's got to be some kind of, you know, punishment or payoff or penalty for having such a great life. Like, I don't possibly deserve this. And uh, fortunately, I've I cleared it a lot of times. Like, okay, time to clear it again. And, uh, <laughs> and real, you know, had to learn about business and had to move through the judgments I had about asking for compensation for something that has been a gift in my life and it's been a it's been a tough journey but uh, <laughs> it makes it easier for all the others who are following in right? the path yes yeah. yeah you are a trailblazer in that and I had this too and so many people have this it is a belief system, a lot mm-hmm. of belief systems. Mm-hmm. Some could even stretch it to poverty consciousness that it, I think it, is programmed. Yes. That is programmed in this 3D it is, earth. And it has sacred origins. Like, oh, So mm. I have Native American ancestry, and uh-huh. I, I'm a minister for Medicine Path Native American Church, and I've been given the privilege and the honor to offer sacred plant medicine, uh, San Pedro, as a sacrament in ceremony mm-hmm. and it and yet I don't offer a traditional ceremony and um, everybody who's come to ceremony has you know had a profound healing and uh, thumbs up you know and it's legally legit and there are uh, there are branches of the of the Native American church where you know, the fact that I'm asking for even cost to, to, you know, which is what I do, I ask really for cost. Um, that's not okay. You know, it's really not okay. But, you know, so so I, I stand in the middle. I've been initiated in a lot of different traditions, and they definitely don't agree with each other. Mm-hmm. And and I've, I feel like I'm a bridge of standing inside of the paradoxes and the, and the you know, the bipolarness. 
and seeing the truth and honoring the truth of all those wisdoms, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then realizing, like, I have to listen to what spirit is asking me to do. And even though it puts me in a place of being criticized, I still have to honor what spirit's asking me to do, which is to walk the line of, of really valuing my gifts because other people cannot value them if I don't. And I have learned that, you know, and, and quite frequently the way that we as humans have currently been taught to value things is through money. And it's, yes, yes. Um, so, you know, I've had experiences where um, I've listened to somebody's sob story about how badly they need my help, how desperate they are, and how they don't have any money whatsoever, and feeling guilty about asking them to pay me $40 an hour. And then later, you know, finding out that they make multiple six figures, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? I've heard and that. And mm-hmm. I'm like... And I'm like, wait a second, I'm struggling to pay my rent and I'm charging my groceries on credit cards and I'm helping you to make massive transformation in your life and I'm not worth $40 an hour. Um, wow, you know, and, and real, and then, you know, and then offering somebody like, what I offer is priceless and it's a bargain at $10,000 and having somebody say, okay, I will do that. And then at the end say, that is a bargain at $60,000. That is a bargain. Like I'm so grateful I even met you and to, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and to see the level of what's happening in somebody's life because they, they get like, and it, and, and speaking the value of what we offer doesn't have anything to do with money and it and yet we also have it's a language just like speaking grounded you know spirit language for somebody to understand it's a language we have to learn to speak the language of money unless we're committed to living a life that's completely off the grid which I think is amazing and if that's your path then do it and there are people who are doing it currently spirit hasn't guided me to a place where I don't need money yet. So mm-hmm. we're still so, on that bridge. Yeah. We are yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I learn how to translate the language of money in a way that feels like it is high vibration and it's not manipulative and it supports hel- helping people to get the value. Um, if they can, but it's, but I don't rely on the, the dollar value either I get into deep conversation with people and I have to I have to feel it inside of myself I have to know it inside of myself and that means when my core wound comes up which is I'm not worthy right Mm -hmm. I have to take care of it so I have ebbs and flows in my business I have times when I'm standing fully in that power and people are feeling it and I get a flood of clients and then the, oh, gosh, that's too much. That's too much success. I can't, poss- I can't possibly be worthy of people saying such kind things and throwing money, at, you know. And it brings all that, like, do I, re- am I, do I really deserve this? And what I've found, I, ca- I call it a cosmic Sabbath. And so it's embodied stillness. And I, and I take that, that then ebb. You know, my business starts to die off. And instead of looking at it now because of the work that I do for myself and my clients, 
instead of interpreting it as a punishment or a proof that I'm not worthy of it, I recognize it as spirit saying, okay, now integrate. <laughs> integrate what you just received. Breathe through kindly and lovingly that voice that's afraid you might not actually be worthy. Breathe through it. You know, it's a midwifing point. And so... I get I mid my midwife myself through those those contractions and and then and I renew myself and I take that space away from helping others to help myself and then when I emerge it's like the caterpillar right go I go into the cocoon I dissolve again I reform with even stronger wings and then I can fly higher and that's what I I do it for myself over and over and over again, and I learn how to make it gentler and gentler and gentler, and and then I, I get better and better at showing and helping other people to do it for themselves and then showing them how to do it for themselves, mm-hmm. you know, because my work is about empowering people to to do their work and to not need me, you know, and some people in my that I help they don't even finish. A, I've had people not even finish a whole program with me and been like, I'm so happy and excited about what we just created. I just want to do that. I don't need the rest of my, you know, sessions with you. And then I've had other people who've been like, this is so great. I'm going to come back again and again and again. And I'm going to have my wife and I'm going to have my husband. I'm going to have my friends come and do this work with you. So um, I find that, you know, that it's important to focus on empowering people versus, oh, if you get better, then you're not going to keep paying me money right and so that's where the healing around the money is like I really want people to excel and ascend and not meet need me and to be okay when that happens trusting that I'm gonna be provided for and at some point if we're all loving what we do uh, there's plenty for everybody when we're in that sense of I'm on purpose and I'm living prosperously we fall into, so, we're generous people. Healers are generous people. And that generosity, when it comes from hard, wounded ways, it turns into scarcity thinking and we give too much and we aren't willing to receive. Um, but when we're on purpose and we really are valuing what, what we're offering, then we stand in our value and we get receptive. And that's, again, that's embodied stillness. That's part of what I teach of being able to really drop into rest and renewal, restoring ourselves, being receptive, instead of always pushing on the masculine to that's adrenalized and it's fear-based and it's like, oh no, I don't have enough. I don't, I can't possibly take a break. I can't possibly enjoy myself. And yet if we don't do that, then if we don't learn how to do that and make that time of rest and renewal joyful. <laughs> and mm-hmm. renewing and receptive to what's available mm-hmm. that's then we go in then it's we look at it as scarcity i don't have enough i'm alone yes yeah. i would tend to bet that one of the three secrets of living a purpose-driven life of prosperity was embedded in that last comment oh yes and i want to share that really <laughs> what i love there is Really the shifting in the energy, mm-hmm. looking at the value, the value of yourself and how people 
value something they pay for. I've witnessed that myself in my own journey. And it's very interesting to see the many layers that come up. Mm -hmm. And to also witness how those ebb cycles, those ebbs and flows, currency is something that has to flow. And that is a universal law, the the cycles. So it's as if we are learning these these things as well within ourselves and you translated the language of money and it's like we are attuning to 5d and that and we're resetting everything because of that and that means getting the inspiration from taking that time to go play and be in joy mm-hmm. before we get to the three secrets share a little bit more about being a channel for the sacred feminine, because this is very important mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't really have language for it. I grew up in a, a beautiful, um, lo- you know, typically dysfunctional, but very loving, um, generous, conservative Mormon family. And there just wasn't really language for what I was experiencing. And I just, I it was 5D and I just was like, oh, it doesn't belong you know, it doesn't belong in 3D. And so I'll just enjoy it and deal with it and figure out how to navigate it. And I, I remember, um, I was having experiences of the holy in the infinite, you know, and I would go into these ecstatic states and I could, I experienced the, the, the many different ways that the holy shows up. And then I would try to wrap my human mind around it and realized, oh, okay, yeah, I'm human. And so, um, I feel like what I've been taught is how to not spiritual, spiritually bypass, you know, when we have these gifts to tune into these higher dimensions, we can escape there a lot. And it's like, yeah, we know it to be true, but if your 3d life isn't a reflection of your 5d experience, then that's where you need to focus on how to bring that into alignment. And so that I've been kind of following that line ever since then and trying to figure out, okay, how do I make what this miracle and this ineffable, you know, experience I'm having that's ecstatic, it's nirvana, it's limitless, how do I bridge that into the 3D? And it's taken me 30, 40 years, you know, to be able to put some of that into words and Um, one of the visions that I got a long time ago that is really making sense because it's unfolding now is that the development of what spirit was creating inside of me was going to be blossoming at the time at which it was most critically needed. And I, I feel like I'm not definitely not the only one and I'm here to help other people who are, who feel that in their soul, like, okay, yeah, I have these superpowers that, I have been very 5D. I haven't really known how to fit them into the 3D world that my body is in, you know, and we have to navigate. It's like, okay, now's the time to learn how to navigate that. We really have to bridge it. We can't escape into the 5D anymore. We have to learn how to operate with technology. We have to learn how to operate with the environment. We have to learn how to operate with human bodies, you know, and 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 work with the whole the whole reality. And so 
one of the things that I wanted to share with you that came through that feels really important to let people know, uh, the visions that I've gotten from the sacred feminine have always been accurate. And that's why I almost feel like I I don't have a choice to not do this because it's like, she's always right, you know, And, and, and I actually feel more confident when what I see and what I'm shown is contrary to what I believe because I trust it more. <laughs> I know like I'm definitely not fooling myself about that one because I, I didn't make that one up because that one doesn't feel like, uh, you know, it feels beyond my capacity. But one of the visions that was shown to me was that whatever, whatever sacred technology that was appropriated many, 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 many generations ago um, that, that created what some people consider evil or darkness or, you know, all that is wrong, Satan, whatever the name is, but whatever powers that usurped the sacred technology of life, um, there is no such thing as being able to destroy or diminish the holy. We are having this 3D experience, all of us, all humans, to experience initiation. And um, the way that we are remembering is, is not always incredibly accurate. And some of us are in darkness. But whatever life-giving force created life on this planet it is not it is not taintable and there are sacred formulas inherent inside the sacred and holy that will ultimately always lead to perfection and wholeness and love and light we as humans may not know how to navigate it in a way that creates beauty in our own lives. And that's what I'm here to help people to do. That's not guaranteed. We're here as humans to see if we can work with this technology and especially right now, bring it back into that light. It will anyway, what, regardless of what we do, but um, I'm really for the humans making it. And I'm really for me and all my relations making it in a very joyful way. And so that's my goal. It's like, I don't need to worry about whether evil will overtake the world. Like, it will not overtake the world. Is there a whole lot of pain and suffering happening because of darkness? Absolutely. Um, And my focus and, and feeding that and fearing it and reacting to it validates it. And what I'm, what I've been shown is that you create your own reality, your own chessboard. Like if you step onto the chessboard of fear and needing to fight against the evil, like it's just feeding that as a reality that does not need to be fed. And we can focus on listening to source, our own source, and create our own beauty way that's full of loving kindness, then we will be living it with our within ourselves and then creating it for all those around us. And we hit a critical mass where it makes that shift again. It's it's light that cannot be avoided, nor nor is it's irresistible. It's full of love, and it feels juicy and yummy and ecstatic. And nobody wants to, you know, fight it. And you know, it's like that's that's the superpower is is the is the love of creation. You know? 
don't need to guard against anything because anything that comes in contact with that kind of high frequency, it just, it's like dissolves into ecstatic jelly. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I want to manifest in the world anyway. Beautiful. That is new earth and that mm-hmm. is the vision we join you in holding. So beautiful. Thank you. It really is solution based and you're yes. here to really support people with that. Absolutely. Um, and it does return to love. It mm-hmm. does indeed return to love. I love what you said there. We're in this world to experience initiations that do take us back to love. So let's not be distracted. It's so easy to be distracted on this path by looking over at ufology for example, uh, disclosure, but really, indeed, it is recognizing this love and really making new world, anchoring in new world with solutions. Mm -hmm. So, and and I know what you said there probably had another little secret in it, Mm -hmm. but I'd like you to share because I know there's some that don't know how to even discover their purpose. That is one of the most common questions. How do I know my purpose? So share with us three secrets for living a purpose-driven life of prosperity. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, one of them, as I mentioned, is, well, I'm going to start in a different order. So the most important one, the most important superpower, and I've heard other people talk about it uh, in similar ways and in different ways that make sense. It's really choosing to be curious instead of relying on those 5D beliefs, which that's where we spiritually bypass. That's where we quit paying attention to the reality and get curious like, oh my gosh, well, I believe that I'm infinite and I believe that I can transmute anything, but um, I'm sick all the time or I'm constantly, you know, I'm constantly broke. I believe I can manifest whatever I need, but I'm for oh, I'm always worried about money, you know, like get curious about be, you know, inconsistencies. It's really important to focus on um the whole spectrum of the human experience and to embrace all of the self and loving kindness with that curiosity like it doesn't mean I'm bad or wrong or broken this is just me needing to initiate myself in this way right and learn how to navigate my high frequency spirit in a three-dimensional body that you know that's that's you know got limitations and what i found in that curiosity when we do that and we look at our limitations what we can discover um, if we're really open to it, is that whatever whatever wounding we've had in our life that feels like it's the thing that's broken us, that makes us the I don't deserve it, I don't, you know, I'm not worthy, um, those are all of our, the specific challenges that we signed up for, are in, those are the initiations that help to shape us as specific, limited humans like we're limitless spirits but we choose these hard edges to bump up against to teach us the the specific things that we are here to learn and then help others to move through so my and so if we're if we're trying to pretend that we're supposed to be perfect and trying to be in the like i'm you know i'm the five-dimensional everything is perfect being 
I'm not paying attention to the fact that I actually chose to be a human and my wounding is I'm not worthy of of this amazing beautiful thing called life I, I, I don't deserve it I'm not worthy of it it's too good for me and so when it comes you know when it comes I used to be suicidal I used to try to kill myself and now when that part of me comes up I, I honor myself and I go, I, I let myself do less and I listen to that part of myself and I'm loving and kind with it. And I'm curious, like, okay, where are you now? Wow, you've grown so much. Wow, you're, you know, you, you're, you're just, you know, you're not determined to end your life. You're just worried again. And I'm here to be loving and, you know, I'm just curious, like, how can I help you? How can I take care of this part of me that feels like, you know, oh gosh, it's the worst part. It's the best part of us. It's the part that defines us and helped us to separate from creator source to have this amazing human life that's got the full spectrum. It's delicious. And so that's my, you know, I, I'm like, you know, instead of the like spiritual bypass of pretend it's a, it's, you know, not that it's like no embrace that it is that and there are gifts inside of it if you can be really curious and assume that whatever's come your way come your way especially if it's a challenge it's the thing that's making you who you are you know what is the wisdom you're here to learn from this what is the strength you're here to learn um you know i i had a really um intense challenge with an alcoholic husband that taught me about addiction and that it's not, you know, I can't heal somebody else's addiction and it helped me for the next time I, you know, was around somebody who was addictive and like, okay, that's not my responsibility. You know, we're, we can always learn. We can always learn from what's coming our way. And if we look at it as, okay, this is my opportunity for advancement. This is my growing pains. I, this is me being stretched beyond my current limitations so that I can step up into a bigger calling then, and, and have somebody help us to see it and do it that way in a gentle, kind way. That's what I do. If we can allow ourselves that, then everything is amazing. You know, it's, it doesn't make it easy, but it, but we know like, oh, this is a gift, you know? So for me, it's like, oh my gosh, I've got so many offers for speaking and, and, and clients and private ceremonies and people flying in from out of the country to do work with me. It's like, wow, that's amazing. And it's horrifying. You know, it's a good problem to have. It's exactly the problem I prayed to have. You know, that's the kind of problems I want, you know, um, the kind that are keeping me consciously in the, you know, willing to grow. And then when spirit gives me a break and says, okay, you're not going to get any clients for the next month. I don't freak out and think, oh no, it's because I've done something wrong. Oh, I was really just fooling myself and I really didn't deserve it. So this, the secrets are the curiosity, assuming everything's a gift um, embodied stillness when things are ebbing to really go into the loving kindness and rest, renew yourself, be as gentle as possible. And then when the challenges come to know that it's about stretching you beyond your comfort zone and go into embodied action about it as well. Okay. That is the fifth dimensional way to really be present and to root out those core wounds and finally leave them. It's 
quite fascinating. And thank you so much for sharing that because fear does come up. It's very interesting when we go to live and work on our dream, like you said, fear can come up. So to really move through it and be with it and we get stronger at recognizing then how to make that shift. Indeed. If we don't learn how to do it, we, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole path of the entrepreneur. You know, um, if you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're offering your gifts, doing what you love, you're always needing to work on yourself. It's because, because our wounding, our wounding is what gives us the wisdom, the insight, the superpowers, the amazing skills to help other people. And so that means we have to be comfortable treading in that zone most of the time. You know, so if you don't learn how to embrace your own wounds and learn how to dance with them and transform them and be an alchemist with them, you know, go into the cocoon and make wings out of it. Um, you'll never be willing, you'll never be able to do the entrepreneurial thing and make, and make a living out of it. It will, it will just, you know, it will take you down. So if you want to step out of the nine to five, you have to learn how to navigate that. There's just no other way. Yes. Another thing that you said earlier is really giving yourself permission to make money with it and then making a living doing what we love. That is empowering. I know we hear it a lot to the point that healers may think it's a cliche now. It's only a cliche if you just say it and don't embody it. (laughs) It's It's an integral, you know, truth if you're actually living it. What are your suggestions for those who have been so immersed in the matrix, we could call it, that we lose sight of our dreams. What's a real quick way that people can really identify what it is they love? Get curious about the things that feel like they're your worst parts. <laughs> you know, uh-huh, that, like the I worst. Said, those, yeah, the thing, and probably the things that you got in trouble for as a kid, you know, that like, you know, singing or, you know, it may be like, well, what does running around naked in the sunshine in the backyard have to do with anything? But there are there are clues in that. You know, we there's something weird about I don't know, you know, where it happened or why it happened, but um, there is some wounding that happened I, that that told our ancestors it wasn't safe to be in our full authentic expression. Uh, it has something to do with fitting in with the tribe, like literally just a few generations ago, if you were kicked out of the tribe, you were probably not going to make it. So it was basically a death sentence to not belong. And so we have it kind of written into our DNA. If I don't fit in, I'm going to die. And so there's this weird sense of I'm going to make sure that my daughter, my son um, survives by teaching them to not you know, do anything that's outside the norm. You know, it's a survival, it's a survival code that was put into our subconscious. And yet what we need right now is to break outside of those boxes and let the the unique and necessary and unusual gifts that we have 
shine through and to not be ashamed and not to be in fear that, you know, it just, it's, it's time to let it out. And, and they, they it comes from, like I said, being curious about the things that we've shamed ourselves for that somebody else shamed us for. Like if we're willing to assume it's a gift and go towards it instead of run away from it, with curiosity and loving kindness, we will, that's where it lies. And that's definitely easier said than done. I mean, that is that, you know, if, if it was as easy to do as it was for me to say, I wouldn't, I would be doing different work because people wouldn't need me to help them to birth through it. So don't go hard on yourself if, you know, if it's like, okay, but how do I do it? If you don't know how to do it, there are people to help you. I'm one of them. And there are many others who are doing it too. Um, it is easier said than done. But inside of all of those core wounds is our treasures. All, all inside of whatever you feel is shameful about yourself, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Inside of whatever it is you feel is shameful or wrong about yourself is some pearl some immense gift that you cannot get any other way that's waiting for you to to uncover it and to be an alchemist with it and let it emerge from the heavy frequency it's been trapped in and and, and uncover what the gift is uncover the gift yes beautiful amanda really amazing and i can feel the empowerment right there and so again Figuring out this true calling, figuring out that core wound, being brave enough to dive right deep into it is really the essence here. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about a way that people can work with you. You have a program, a couple of options here for discovering your true calling. Yes, I created a whole big program called Live Your Purpose and Prosper. It's a 90-day program to really tune into. Um, what is it I'm here to be doing and how do I make a profitable business at it and how do I move through all of the core wounds and fears that will come up, you know, to mm -hmm. how do I move through it so that it so that it helps me to grow instead of, you know, keeps me stuck in a painful pattern. And it's a 90 day program. And uh, there's, I believe, I can't remember what we decided on, but uh, that whole program I make available for $9.97, and that doesn't have any coaching from me, but um, it's a 90-day program you can do at home. There are some recorded uh, modules that were live calls when I was doing that program live, and uh, it guides you through all of the steps that you need. It's the bridge that I didn't have that I had to figure out on my own. Um, I've put together the architecture that the holy shared with me to get me from my job to loving what i do and living a prosperous life um and then for those of you who uh aren't quite ready to make that bigger step um there's just the module of discover your true calling and uh it's i think we're making it available for nine ninety seven dollars Beautiful. If we don't have guidance like this, I mean, I remember in my own life trying to, to jump off that 
I, to me, I saw it like a sailboat sailing past yeah. me, and yeah. I was holding on to the dock, and I was scared to jump off. <laughs> it actually took me years mm. to jump off. But mm-hmm. when we have this support in this way, it can accelerate the whole process. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It it Having somebody there to help you, like who's done it, I can't even imagine. I mean, I can because I've I've witnessed my clients do it, you know, and mm-hmm. love what they're doing. It's all the the core wounds. And so, and again, you said it oftentimes comes down to worthiness and, oh, and how we were treated yes. even in past lives. It, it's really like a core wound in this lifetime. Have you ever seen the past lives that come oh, up yeah. in your clients? Oh, yeah. I'm working with my, yeah, I'm working with a new client. It was just our third session, and she she hasn't been able to experience pleasure. And she she doesn't have a relationship. And it's like, well, that makes sense. You know, you're not being receptive, you know, and the senses aren't open to pleasure. And so how could you possibly let yourself feel love? And we, uh, it was just our third session, but she had this spontaneous memory of a message about um, a past life being raped and beaten and left for dead. And it's like, oh. And then she's like, well, that doesn't seem related. I'm like, of course it's related. Of course it is. You just, ha- you know, it just spontaneously emerged. And so I, I don't have a lot of clients who experience it in that way. Other people experience it as their ancestors. Um, you know, there, there are different ways of lensing it be, based on your culture and, you know, whether that's part of your lineage. Um, but definitely, it's, it's happening right now. So, yes, and, and I definitely believe that we are in this time healing a lot of things for our ancestors. For me, it's ancestors. I feel like we're healing a lot of things for our ancestors that um, our separation, which money was involved in, you know, when we're not living directly with the land, learning, you know, it's a sacred relationship when you're living with the land because you listen to how the the holy speaks through the trees and the elements and the weather like we had to survive based on speaking that language right the language of money is a disconnect from source most of the time doesn't have to be but most of the time it is and so we've disconnected and it's gotten funny and then we have the technology language and the traffic language and the you know, whatever other languages that are just not, they're not as high vibration, just like my social work job, you know, the system was created in a way that was not a sacred, you know, sacred organization. And so it was working against itself. Um, You know, the languages that we speak create the patterns and the ways in which we view the world. So there are a lot of ancestral things to heal because most of us Um, have become disconnected from our ancestral sacred ways of engaging with the holy. And religion has stepped up to try to take that place. And I think it's come initially from a human saying, oh, look, I found a way to commune with the holy and not realizing like "Eh, everybody's got a unique way. Even if there are lots of similarities and overlaps, we all have a unique way of communing with the holy. It's a one-on-one relationship that we should all be having and not relying on somebody's template to interpret it for us, right? So that's important. And that's the healing that we're doing is letting go of the 
survival-based things that our parents and grandparents taught us to fit into the tribe to make sure that we survived and like, okay, how do you engage with the holy? How do you engage with the holy? And we live now, fortunately, in a time where we don't necessarily have to adhere to the things that our parents taught us to survive. We can, it's the time to branch out with our unique gifts, as I was saying before. So we're all doing the healing. Mm -hmm. Allowing those unique gifts to really truly move us out of survival mode. And when we dive deep into that core wound, to me, that is the best therapy ever on the planet. Most effective. And this is where the world absolutely must get spiritual or even move into higher consciousness, let's say. We were talking about being disconnected. As we close our call today, I want to talk a little bit about higher consciousness and plant medicine Mm -hmm. because that is a fast track to beautiful Mm -hmm. experiences. Can you share really a little bit about what goes on in general for someone in a ceremony like that, they're wide open to seeing things in a whole different way, multidimensionally. Absolutely. Well, what I want to, it's interesting, the timing of all this is that, um, you know, I've been aware, like, you know, plant medicine is becoming more available, which is amazing. And that also means that there are a lot of people who are offering plant medicine ceremonies out of good intentions and belief that they're doing something really great, but without enough initiation and wisdom and sacred communion with the plant and knowing how to listen to the plant, that it can expose people to other, it can pull the veil away in, in ways that, that the humans, the human mind can integrate in a good way. And, and if, if those ceremonies are not, held by somebody who's truly been initiated and really knows how to hold a, a, a strong container, it can be damaging. And um, so I really want to put that out there first and foremost. I'm not just a like, yes, plant medicine is for everybody and anything and anything, you know, anything goes and for anybody in any way. I don't believe in that. And like I said, I'm, I'm doing this things differently than the tradition I've come from. So you know, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm walking both lines, but, uh, you really have to, I just want to put out there, you have to be very aware of what your intentions are. And I, you know, the work that I do, um, the both ayahuasca, I've worked on many, many years with ayahuasca and I take people into the Amazon to work with the Shipibo family. And the ayahuasca told me that preparation and integration is needed. The indigenous tribes, where these medicines come from, they didn't know that they needed to offer deep preparation and integration because they don't have a Western mind. They come from lineages where, you know, they're not healing the same kinds of things and they're not having to navigate the same patterns and languages that we do. And so um, it's really, you know, I know that I'm one of the pioneers in it and that there's a group, another group from California Institute of Integral Studies that is now also coming out scientific research. Mine was from spirit, you know, the medicine telling me directly, it's important to help people prepare and this is what they need to know. And this is how they integrate it. And, 
and I've can, their name is ERIE, E-R-I-E, Entheogenic Research, Integration, and Education. And that, you know, like what their scientific exploration has shown them is what the plants told me themselves. And they, and they shared, like, it's important, like, it's, it's not about having the crazy psychedelic trip. It's about getting your human healing because, again, we're, and we are here as five-dimensional, 32-dimensional, some of us are 32-beyond-dimensional beings figuring out how to navigate the human body as a gift. And so we're, in, we're being initiated into it. And those plants can take us out into those dimensions, but we already are those things. What we need to learn is how to integrate and bridge the wisdom and the healing and so to be as grounded as possible and to focus on the integration is way more important than how high you get. And so the, the journeys, the, the San Pedro journeys that I offer legally and safely here in the Bay Area, they're not about, I mean, people do get, have profound visions. I'm not saying that, but it's not about getting people high. It's about helping people have the human being beauty way life. And the ayahuasca is the same. Like it's not about like I, those both of those plants. Most of the time, I feel totally sober, and my life is becoming more and more of an incredible miracle. And I would rather live that than have a cool bucket list trip, psychedelic trip. I could tell everybody how cool it was, and then go back to the drudgery of a mundane, disconnected, dysfunctional, survival-based life. Yes, well, thank you for sharing on that. Absolutely, it's for human healing. And so maybe you want to speak to this because my chiropractor goes to Peru a lot, does not partake in that, but he Mm -hmm. has heard of people clearing addictions because Mm -hmm. of ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had. Why would that happen? I mean, Um, well, there are. It's a healing. Yes. I mean, addictions are. I, the way that I look at it is a shamanic indigenous way. It's, um, it's like a contract that, that our fear has made with, you know, with entities that are to keep us, to keep us safe and keep us stuck and out of our divinity. Um, and we have these entities that it's a codependent relationship basically with heavy, heavy, heavy entities that feed us in some way, but they take more than they give. It's an it's a not sacred, it's a not healthy relationship with plants, you know, alcohol, spirits, tobacco, whatever it is, it's a it's an unconscious, um, not sacred relationship. And so when you learn how to have a sacred relationship with the plants, you don't need the unconscious, not sacred one. You just naturally prefer the other thing. And I've had people mm. who've been addicted to alcohol people who've been addicted to their depression, people who've been addicted to tobacco come to my Wachuma, uh, also known as San Pedro ceremonies here and have a microdose, have a very mild journey, one ceremony, and they months later they are reporting they, they feel amazing, they feel happy, they finally feel free of it. So it that's what both the ayahuasca and the wachuma have told me about myself. And I'm not making a judgment about people that 
have a lot of medicine and get really high. It's not, it's not saying that's bad. It's just my agreement with the plants is the humans don't need that from you. What they need is to heal their lives. And if you can be grounded and sit through a day of ceremony and receive the medicine and then walk away free of your addiction, what would, what could possibly be better than that? And so it's about learning how to be in sacred relate. When we're in sacred relationship with things, the the weird distractions that we use to fill ourselves of that emptiness, well, we're not empty there anymore. So we don't need those empty things that suck more than they give. We're we're in tune with something that's giving more we, than we could ever give back. It's a it's a no brainer once we really tune into it. But we definitely have. You know, we have survival-based patterns that are stuck, that are out of alignment, that are stuck in lower frequencies. If we don't learn how to shift, you know, subconscious be- behavior rules 90% of our behavior. And so if we're, you know, if we're not really paying attention to, as I said, our actual human reality and looking at, oh, okay, I, I must have some really stuck subconscious behaviors that don't align with my conscious five-dimensional or beyond self i got to clear those patterns right that's what's about like acknowledging being willing and able learning how to clear it and that's what i help people to do is to clear those patterns yes okay and you actually call it subconscious success repatterning Mm-hmm. So as yeah. we close, can you share a little bit about that then? Because how would you uh, work with someone to find those mm-hmm. subconscious? Again, it's going through the wounds. Yeah. It's all the things that I've been saying. We go in with a sense of an, an assumption that whatever it is that's felt bad, wrong, icky, shameful, that it's actually a gift. It's actually the VIP. So we go in. There's a hawk that's outside my window right now. So going cool. through. Um, mm-hmm. So we go in with the assumption that it's a gift and then everything else is just curiosity with loving kindness, letting go of old assumptions we've made about it because those old assumptions are the ancestral pieces and they're the fear-based subconscious patterns that have reinforced themselves. So we break through that by being open-minded, which means being curious. It doesn't mean being a leftist. It means being curious to learn more, to discover more and um, to go in with loving kindness and compassion and the assumption of, okay, you, you're a gift. You're a part of me. You know, how can I, what's going on here? How can I take care of you? And to listen and to use embodied stillness, you know, when the pain and suffering emerge to look at it as an opportunity to go in and do that work. And, um, instead of running away from it or taking a drink or getting on Netflix or getting on Facebook or, you know, whatever it is to avoid the the pain to look at it as like, this is a signal. This is a part of me that's really precious. That's signaling me. And now I have the opportunity to give it my attention in a loving, kind way. And we listen to it. And quite frequently, that's why how, you know, this woman, it's our third session. She went from not being able to have any kind of connection with source she didn't feel anything spiritual. She's been trying to seek it. She's been, you know, signing up for all kinds of spirituality classes. She's not been able to see it or feel it. She hasn't been able to feel any delight. In three sessions, she accessed this past life 
experience and felt how it connected inside of her body and her inability to experience pleasure. Because Mm -hmm. we were curious and kind and loving and compassionate and looked at this emergence of something painful as a gift and used it as a moment to be embodied in our stillness and to listen. Yes. All the things, all the, all the things I've been talking about, I've been giving it away the whole time. Yes. And again, like I said, it's it's easy for me to talk about it and describe it, but I've been trying to figure out how to put it into words and to teach, you know, refining how to show many different people with many different missions, purposes, values, challenges, gifts, resources. You know, I've been able to do it over and over again, so it's easier for me to talk about it and it makes it sound simple. And it is, but it's not easy. And so if you're, in, you know, if you're inspired, then, you know, get, get the support. Don't feel um, angry or frustrated at yourself because you can't do it yet. You know, sometimes we have to be shown the path and then we get it. Yes. So thanks so much for doing that. Really on your mission, assisting so many people at this crucial time Mm -hmm. where it is important for solutions to come forward. And isn't it beautiful that it comes from living on purpose and living our passion. But first, as you've said, getting through those core wounds and being curious. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Just want to really share again the vision that I had that that we are not on the wrong track. There's nothing wrong happening. There are things that are painful um, happening in the world. And they're all, they are like the whatever, you know, what I just shared about how you access it on the inside, it's just, it's macro and micro, as above, so below, as within, so without, um, you know, to, to, not let the external things that are happening stir up more fear, but to really tune into what's your prayer for your life? You know, what is that prayer that you want to manifest? Focus on that. Focus on moving through the initiations of your wounds. You know, focus on that. Make that 100% your focus instead of worrying about what the president's saying or doing or what might happen next or you know, like focus on, focus on your beauty way. It's, it's, everything's going to be okay. And it'll get okay a lot faster if we're all focusing on really tuning into source and honoring what our prayer for this human life is. Beautiful words. Amanda L.O. Ash. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this quantum conversation. My pleasure. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy. They say the working class is dead, we're all consumers now. They say that we have moved ahead, we're all just people now. There's people doing frightfully well, there's others on the shelf, shelf, shelf. But never mind the second kind, is this the age of self, 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 self? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
forget our roots and where we stand The rumor will disintegrate like castles built of sand You say we need new images to help our movement grow Say that life is broader based as if we didn't know There's people doing frightfully well There's others on the shelf, shelf, shelf But never mind the second kind Is this the age of self, 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 self Seems to me if we forget our roots or where we stand The movement will disintegrate like castles built on sand Like castles built on sand
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Thank you.